Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Thank you and welcome back everybody to Advice from a Call Center Geek. Again, my name is Tom Laird, the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. I uh, I hope you enjoyed our new intro. Uh, we're really trying to to up it here in, in uh, 2019. We have a little bit of a uh, pre-recorded outro as well for the end of the podcast as well. So trying to make this a little bit more professional as you know, there's a little bit of a following for the geek now and I'm excited for uh, for some of the little uh, little things that we're looking to, to add on here in 2019. So we've made it here. Uh, it's now the 9th of January, 2019. We've made it to episode seven. You know, looking back at that kind of first six or five or six episodes, we've, we've covered a lot of territory from, you know, looking at the reasons your contact center may be struggling to some of the games that you can play to you're really looking at how to handle and, and, and hire the best contact center associates based on culture and taking a peek at your culture. So there's some really good stuff. We I, I tried to really fill in those first five episodes with some things that I think can really help you right away. So getting to number seven here in episode seven, what we wanted to start discussing was how to help your management team, right? How to help those middle managers, meaning the, the on-floor supervisors, the QA staff, how do we help those, you know, those individuals that are actually running the the day to day operations of your call center? How do we make them be successful? Everything from management training, which we're going to discuss, to you know, dealing with issues that that arise on the contact center floor, and that's that's the uh, the theme of today, and and for this episode of of advice from a call center geek. So episode seven, we want to focus, and the title of this this episode is when good times go bad, right? So we've talked a lot in the in the previous episodes on, on how to start your day right and you know how to how to have a really good culture in your call center. Well, you know, that's all great, but we know that sometimes reality comes in, right? And and issues do arise on a team. Supervisors might not be in the best of mood. An agent might not be in the best of mood. There could be little spats and little arguments that happen on a team. When we you know, try to talk to an associate. They might not be receptive to what we're what we're kind of doling out. And how do we deal with that in a professional manner? How do we deal with that in a manner that's not going to spill over to other agents, or you know, just have a black eye on the contact center on that incident that's going to lag on for the day, or or maybe even days or weeks? So we don't want any of that. So what I want to give you is five. Again, we love to give actionable items that you can take back to your contact center. So we're going to give you five. Items to take back to your contact center to think about to develop your your full policy for for how you're dealing with any type of confrontation um, that that may happen on the contact center floor. So the first one you know really has nothing to do with 
you know, what happens when things go wrong, but it's trying to avoid them in the first place. And I think that this is kind of obvious when, when you discuss it, but when you peel the layers back, you know, maybe it's not as obvious as some of the things you're thinking of. So number one is, is supervisor respect. And again, we're going to give you, I guess, some five diffusing tactics, I guess we could call them to, to get out of, you know, any type of issues that happen on your floor. So number one, you know, with supervisor respect, there's a lot to this. This is not something that can just be given, but you know, but it's got to be earned. If you're not arming your supervisor with the tools that they need to succeed, then whose fault is it that you have issues in your contact center? And what are some of these tools? And I would say the, the biggest tool that you can you can arm your middle management with is having a full it can be two weeks, it can be three months, it can be six months, but having a management trainee program that these I guess past reps go through. Um, to differentiate themselves, to understand, you know, the the culture of what's being looked at, to understand what can be said on the team, to understand how to motivate, to understand their programs a little bit in in more depth. But those are some of the tools that that you have to be able to to give your middle management to make sure that they can succeed to to run your teams the proper way. So you know, if there's a lack of supervisor respect, then you're going to get into a ton of situations that you're not going to want to deal with. So putting the time in early to your to the training of the middle management is, is, is huge from that, that respect factor. So, you know, some of the other things too is, is I believe that they must be the first one to show up on their team. They have to dress the right way, dress appropriately. And and I think if you don't have any uniforms in your call center, which I know most don't, that they're dressing a, at least a step or two above, you know, what a normal rep has. I would say if you allow jeans that they're not allowed to wear jeans, that they at least have khakis or a, maybe a work shirt on something, something like that. You know, they have to have the most amount of program knowledge. You know, there's nothing worse than having giving your your supervisors a team with seasoned associates and it's a brand new green supervisor where the you know the associates understand the culture more, they understand the program more, and they kind of run the show. So you have to make sure that, you know, that's not that's not happening. In short, you know, you're trying to create great leaders that can enhance the team. You need to put the most amount of your day consistently working with your middle management team, making them successful, making them leaders, making them motivators. You know, if you get them to be world class, you know, your whole center is going to going to rise to that level as well. You know, if they're average, how can we expect our, our associates to be more than that? So, you know, ask yourself, have I done all I can to make stars out of my middle management team? And if that answer is no, then, you know, th- those are some things that you're going to have to look at to go to go polish up. To, to help those guys succeed. So the second diffusing tactic that you need to look to employ in your contact center is, is making sure that everyone understands the expectations and consequences for action. So a lot of companies have what you know they call a progressive discipline policy, which I firmly really believe in. You know, so where everyone has sat down and they have thought through what happens if this happens in in our contact center or in our company. So if if a rep is talking inappropriately on a team, if um, if somebody is late and it's their third late, what happens? If um, there's an argument, you know what what happens when when things don't go right or is one of the policies are broken? So sitting down, thinking through all that, you know, really in depth, you know, having layers of discipline, right? From from warnings to suspensions to terminations and and everything that kind of falls in between there making sure that everybody understands that that's in writing that's in a handbook and then 
all of your employees as they come into the company, especially your your call center employees, get get trained on that and educated on that. So they should they should have a test after their module of you know if if you know if I am late for three days, I can expect this. If I have a dress code issue, I can expect this. If I you know talk about certain things that are inappropriate on our our call center floor, like on our call center floor, we never allow any any conversations about politics. We never allow any conversations about religion. There's a couple other things that we we kind of shy away from as well. But you know what happens if 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 those come up? You know, what are the the expectations from a supervisor to handle the situation? And then what should the the associate as well, you know, kind of expect as 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 a punishment or as some type of of, of uh, circumstance that's going to come and, and, and arise for them? So you never want to get to a point. And a lot of, you know, younger companies do this where they don't have this policy where, you know, your middle management and your HR team is they're making subjective decisions based on every little thing that comes up. Right. So, you know, that's when you get into the whole favorites, get uh, get better treatment. There becomes a uh, a real issue that develops, you know, with with some of the associates and, and some of the HR personnel if they're not, quote unquote, liked. Right. So. Well, I'm not saying you need to be black and white and, and everything is 100% set in stone. Uh, you need to have a policy that's out there that, you know, associates understand that if they do something, if something does happen, that there's an expectation that, you know, the, the circumstances deem this is the next step of action that's going to happen to you. And, you know, that takes away a lot of the, you know, the favoritism, a lot of the, you know, she doesn't like me kind of stuff when it comes to, to doling out, um, and I hate the word punishment, but. Or doling out any 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 type of situations that we need to fix. So again, having a progressive discipline policy, I think, is really important. Having your associates understand what's going to happen um, if if they want to break one of the policies, and and this goes with the supervisor as well. You know, if they break some of the policies, what are some of the things that will you know need to to happen to to fix and remedy those situations as well? So you know, that's that's number two, and I think it's a it's a pretty important one, and one that every uh, every contact center and, and company should have. Number three gets into what do we do when situations do arise? You know, how do we handle them appropriately? How do we handle them professionally? How do we make sure that our supervisors are doing the right thing? So, you know, here's basically our policy and, and what I've found that works the best is if you have a little bit of a dust, we're going to break this into two categories. So one is just kind of a the routine, something happens on a team um, where, you know, there is a little bit of a rep supervisor confrontation that arises you know, maybe the, the reps having a bad day, they just kind of snap at the supervisor. Well, even if there's a snap on a supervisor, that that's a respect issue that, you know, we can't allow. So, you know, if there is an issue like this on the team, the supervisor has to take care of it immediately. Right? They can't let it linger. They can't just pretend they didn't hear it. That's the worst thing. And, and that's the things that we find with, with younger supervisors and what they're doing. So they have to make sure that they're handling it. And number one, they must take it off the call center floor. You never, ever, ever want to have any type of confrontation, any type of issue, any type of argument happening during your production day on the call center floor. So even a little bit like this is going to be, hey, Jane, why don't you why don't you come with me? And maybe it rises to the level where you got to go to HR. Maybe it just you know rises to a level where we're going to go in with another one of our supervisors so to have two supervisors and, and and just in a room off the floor and just kind of talk it through, right? So. Make sure that, you know, it gets documented. Make sure that, you know, you as a, a call center 
manager understand and, and have your supervisors come to you when that happens so that it, it does get documented. But a lot of these times, you know, maybe the, the worst thing that happens is the, the associate goes home for the day. We have them come in the next day, talk with them. They hash it out with the supervisor and everybody kind of kind of goes on their way because it's it's not that big of a deal. And that and that's the majority of these. So. Let's talk about what we do if we have a bigger blow up, right? Let's say if if let's use some type of hypothetical like there's a pushing match or a rep comes in and they're just having a horrific day. Maybe the supervisor's having a bad day, bad day, excuse me. And uh, and they really get into it and they start yelling and screaming and the supervisor loses their head a little bit and, and there's an issue that happens on the floor. Well, you as the call center manager are going to know about it. You're going to come out onto the floor. And even as a supervisor, this is kind of good knowledge to have. So you're going to immediately, obviously, I don't want to say break it up, but you're going to remove both of those to, to different parts of the of the office. So get them off the call center floor, number one. Have them cool down. Ask them if they, hey, do you need a Coke? you need something to drink? You know, do what you can. You know, sometimes that you won't even be able to get to that, but but try to, to kind of just at least quell them a little bit. You know, don't take sides at this point. You have no idea what happened, so don't act like you do. Because that'll just enrage both both issues or both sides of the issue. So, you know, the first thing is we're going to then go talk to to one or the other. I think it's important to talk to the the associate first, not to give them a benefit of the doubt, but kind of in their mind they're getting the benefit of the doubt because you're talking to them first. Um, you know, don't try to fix any issue. Don't say well you shouldn't have said that. Just take information, right? Just kind of find out what's going on. Have them relax. Have them calm back down. Go to your supervisor who's in a, a different office, talk to them, find out what their kind of, you know, their take on the whole issue was. I will tell you that nine times out of 10, we take sides and we side with the supervisor and with our middle management because we believe that they're trained appropriately and that for the most of them, they're handling the situations as we would want them to handle it. Now, sometimes that one out of 10, you know, they're in the wrong, right? And we're going to admit that they're in the wrong and they're going to go apologize and they're going to they're going to make sure that, you know, that that doesn't happen again. But, you know, after we, we take as much information as we can, maybe we're looking at cameras in the room, those types of things. You know, we're going to send most of the time, we're going to send both those guys home for the day. Let them cool off. Um, again, we'll have a, a little bit of a review with with senior management. Find out once we have all the facts, really what we want to do. Most of the time, there will be some type of suspension involved with that. Right. If now, if there's any type of. I, in in my 25, 26 years of running contact centers, I mean, I think we've had two fights on the call center floor. If there's a fight, it's an automatic termination. But, you know, if there's any type of yelling or spouting, you know, sometimes it's a one to a three day suspension, you know, based on on what happens. And, you know, we don't really want to have the rep come back in and, and get suspended for three days. So we'll we'll make a phone call to them, tell them if, if we think that they were in the wrong, that you know they did something that was inappropriate. We're going to give them a three day suspension. If if we think that, you know, we can give them a little bit of benefit of that, we'll count that day. If not, then, you know, the, their three days start the next day. And, and we'll do the same thing for the supervisor if they're in the wrong because that's important. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, you, you got to have the managers back, especially if you think that they're trained appropriately. But the other main take I want to say here is don't let anything ever happen on your call center floor that's negative. Only positive things happen on the call center floor. High fives, um, shout outs, you know, great jobs. Those happen on the floor. Anything negative, nothing can ever happen or or can linger out on the on the call center floor. All right, number four, and this is kind of a quicker one, 
but make sure that you know your associates. Make sure you know them. I'm not saying you got to be friends because I, I kind of frown upon the hey, going out and having drinks or uh, you know going out and hanging out with supervisor and, and, and rep situations. But every supervisor needs to at least acknowledge that they're dealing with people, um, that these people have families, that they have children, um, and, and get to know them a little bit on those on those levels understand what works for them from a motivational standpoint. You know, it might be rah-rahs and high fives for Susie and Janie, uh, but it might be just a nice word or, or something you're asking about the family for, for Robbie and, and Carrie. So, you know, you, you'll have other people too that they like to be pushed a little bit and you know you're going to have to push them. So again, don't treat all your associates the same. I mean, just like coaching a, a basketball team, you know, there's certain kids you can get on. There's certain kids that you need to just, It'll be very positive with, and, and that's the same thing with the call center team. And the last one that I want to discuss is something that no one ever thinks about, and I think it's a little bit different. And I, I think I read this in a in a Harvard Business Review a, a long time ago, but I, I really liked it, and it's something that we've really stressed on our management training program, and that's how our supervisors manage their peers. Understanding that your call center associates see everything. We know that, right? They're the first ones to know what's going on with everyone. The call center is a huge gossip area. So how a supervisor interacts with their, their other supervisors is a, is a really important thing. So if, if you have a, a group or a clicky group of supervisors that maybe are, you know, they, they don't include some of the supervisors. They talk down. They think some of them are not as good. That culture permeates. That culture permeates onto your call center floor. So you have to make sure that your management understands that how they treat each other um, goes a long way to to how the reps are going to treat each other on their team and how the reps are going to treat all the other supervisors, including themselves on the team. So making sure that there's a respect level, whether you like the person or not, that is your peer um, on the call center floor is really important. It's not so much important that you got to be friends with them, but it's important from the the aspect of the reps are going to see it. The reps are going to see that culture piece of how you interact. And if you interact in a negative way, they think that gives them a green light, whether subliminally or, or, or not, to be able to treat people the same way. So I think that that's a really important piece of this that, that you kind of need to, to think about as well when you're doing any type of management training or when you're, you're talking to your supervisor. It's not just how they talk to the reps. It's how they talk to you know people above them and also how they talk to their peers too. So, you know, the, the moral of this whole story of these kind of five diffusing tactics is, is properly trained middle management will cut down on a ton of issues you have in your call center. So this will lead us into the next podcast, which we're going to discuss our management training program and, and kind of get deep into it. But, you know, as for this episode, really think through some of the things that we discussed from you know, having a progressive discipline policy to having people understand what is accepted, what is not accepted. And, and if something does arise, what are the, what are steps one, two, and three that you, that are going to happen, right? So all that stuff needs to be trained and, and almost practiced and, and drilled upon to make sure that, you know, you have the best um, run contact center, but when things don't go right, you can get it back on track as, as quick as you possibly can. So I hope that that was I hope that was helpful for you. Um, those are some of the things that we use every single day. Some of the things that we train our metal management to do. Some of the things that we train our associates to do to to help uh, you know our our content center run as as smoothly as as we possibly can. So again, thank you, uh, thank you very much. Uh, we will talk to you here in a week. 
Don't miss our next episode where we're going to discuss the actual management training program that we run here at Expedia that, you know, it's come from about 20 years of, of trial and error. And, and I think it's something that you can, you can use um, or at least make sure you, that you're thinking about using um, in your contact center. Have a good one, everyone. This has been advice from a call center geek. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show so you're the first to hear next week's episode. Jam-packed with actionable takeaways, you can implement ASAP. Chime in with your thoughts on the episode on Twitter at from underscore geek and on Instagram at call underscore center underscore geek. Also, take a look at our contact center operations book by the same name, Advice from a Call Center Geek on Amazon. This podcast is sponsored by ExpediaUSA.com. 